1: and welcome to this week's Ask Amy. We are just getting into 2023, still in January, so we thought this was a perfect opportunity to talk to you all about a big money reset. And so joining me today is Connie Portless. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, Amy. Um, She's a financial coach, and so you're not an advisor, but you actually help regular people sort of figure out what's going on, or how to to sort of get your budget in shape, or even if they don't have one, how to
0: set one, right? Tell us a little bit about how you do that work. Right, Um, with people, I'm finding that uh, we don't know how to do anything with money, we just... (laughs) Put simply, A a lot of people are looking for someone else to take control, Mm -hmm. take responsibility for their money. And as a coach, my job is to um, teach guide be help people be accountable to themselves put a plan together mm-hmm. um, it's not hard but it does take work sometimes and it's and uh, people learn things from their from their backgrounds as well so we don't all come into this knowing exactly what we need to do
1: exactly we pick up those bad habits from sort of how Families thought about money growing up and yes. then just bad habits that we pick up along the way. So I think it's very helpful. I mean, even doing consumer work and helping consumers with you know, things every day, mm-hmm. um, I, I myself find myself falling into bad habits. And so, okay, now we're here at the beginning of, of the year and we're getting our credit card statements from December and we're like, whoa, we were pretty freewheeling in December. Yes. <laughs> and we had all the, maybe had all these goals. I think I'm just speaking about myself for saving in the new year. And it's like, but I can't start that until I deal with that debt. Um, yes. Sort of talk to us a little bit about just coming from, we want a money reset for 2023. <sighs> it sounds big, where do we start?
0: It's, it's very simple. The first thing to do is to forgive yourself. (laughs) Yes, you may have a lot of statements coming in, the numbers could be building. You could have had credit before, Mm -hmm. debt before, and then you added on to it with Christmas, Uh holiday travel and things, and it followed you into January. So now we can feel really bad about ourselves that we didn't do a good job. So that was in the past. Mm -hmm. We just need to forgive ourselves and decide Make a decision that now is the time to start. Right. Just start. That is probably the easiest, but also the hardest thing for people to do.
1: Right. Because
0: it means sort
1: of maybe stopping some of the spending or the habits that you've gotten into, at least sitting down long enough to figure out what you need to do. Yes. To maybe set a goal or, okay, so should we all start with this with a goal? Like a savings goal or paying something off
0: or? The goal, you will get to the goal. Absolutely, goals are needed because you need to know where you want to go Mm -hmm. and then you can figure out how to get there. But you really need to start paying attention to how you did spend your money. Uh Um, That is part of the problem right now, too, is that we just don't pay attention. Right. We are money is going in and out. I hear a lot of people telling me that they don't have time. It takes too much time. Uh (laughs) It really doesn't. The first month or two, yes, it will take more time. But if you don't start, Mm -hmm. it's not going to get any better. Right. So you really need to start start collecting your information, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: start looking at what your actual income is, Look at all the activities and things that you're spending money on. Too. Exactly.
1: I mean, I know a lot of the um, credit cards and things, if, if you put most of your expenses on a credit card and then pay it off, of course, at the end of the month, but if you do that, sometimes they'll break it down for you. Yes. You could do that yourself, just by manually looking at your expenses, like, what did I spend most of my money on? Right,
0: right. You can, you can do that. You can rely on what those statements say. It's a good place to start. But when you start looking at the individual transactions, you can see how many days of the week you went to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. How many days of the week did you eat out? How many days of the week did you go get coffee? Right. And it's not to say that any of these things are bad. They're not bad. And if you're, if you're able to comfortably pay off your cards every month, if that's how you're choosing to pay for things is with a credit card, then it's not a problem. Mm-hmm it's when you are spending money that you really don't have. Right. More money than you think. Um, but, um,
1: But... But so, so say even if we're doing that, even if you're paying off the cards, you know, you might have a goal. Maybe you wanna buy a car next year or by the end of this year, or maybe you have a vacation in mind that you'd like to take your family on. Yes. If you're not sort of figuring out where that money is gonna come from, then you're just gonna end up putting that on a credit card too.
0: Exactly, exactly. You do need to make goals and put a price tag on those goals. It could be a home improvement, a vacation, um, surgery. I mean, even with with medical bills nowadays, there is usually a cost associated with those. Yeah. So, if you do have those larger goals, then you do set up a plan to start saving some money within your each month. You start to do that. Okay. Um, using cash is a great way for people to start as well. Uh huh. Um, it hurts a little bit when uh-huh. we have to hand over the green stuff. Absolutely. But I do it myself. Mm-hmm. If I use a, I use a debit card, I don't even look at the receipt sometimes yeah. at the grocery store, we just stick that card in the little right. machine. Yeah. So we're not paying attention to it. right? And we also always spend, not always, but typically spend about 30% more, mm-hmm. use, no matter what kind of plastic we use, debit or credit cards. Really? If you use cash, you go into a store with cash only,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and a list hopefully, you have a finite amount of money to spend but if you know you've got a balance in your checkbook for instance or you've got open line of credit still available on your card oh you can pick up something extra this looks good tonight i don't feel like cooking tonight you start adding things into your grocery cart or if you're shopping for clothing or things you start adding extra things that are nice to have but you don't need them right yes. yeah so uh, yeah
1: i mean it just sort of personal story looking at you know coming off of a big vacation that i took my family on at the, at the very first of the year i sat down and i'm like oh oh whoa, hey look this credit card statement's doing it's much bigger than normal and so i told my kids you know what guys we're gonna buckle down we just went to the grocery store for the rest of january we're gonna go on a spending freeze we're not gonna spend any money and they're like whoa okay (laughs) but hey mom can we go here and no remember we're on a spending freeze it'll be kind of fun right for us to not spend any money and then I find that spending freezes that I might have might have done before without kids are a lot easier when it's just yourself yes yes. then when you have a seven-year-old saying my throat hurts I need (laughs) jello and so then you go into the store and the big sister says all the cereal we have at home is terrible can I get lucky charms Um, But so I think you're right. Like, do you tell people when we're sort of getting control of finances and figuring out what you spent, you know, in the last three months or or sort of what you're spending right now, writing it down every day? I mean, is that a good way to
0: do it? You can write it down. There's no correct way. It Mm -hmm. has to work for the person. Yeah. Everybody's different. Um, I am a paper pencil person. Uh I like to write things down. But there are really good apps, programs that you can use to track your spending. Um, But you really need to go back three months or so, three to six months and look at how you were spending your money Uh before you can even determine if that was too much then. Got it. Um, You have to see where you were Mm -hmm. to go forward got it. before you can build on any of that and create more um, the amounts so that you can... Fund your goals and things.
1: Like, so when you go back and you look in the last, you know, three to six months and you see, oh, on average, I've been going to Starbucks and spending like 60 or $70 a month. And then when you see that on paper, you might say, ah, I want to at least cut that in half or I want to. So then that sort of gets you moving in a direction that is manageable. You know what you need to not do. Right. To be able to get this in line. Okay. So. Aside from forgiving yourself for all that debt, we have our second most important step is figuring out where all that money went and you can do that with a pen and paper. Yes. You can do that with an app that you can download on your phone or on your computer. Um, But then now we're gonna get into the heavy part when we come back and I want you to talk about something that and I don't want you to go away when you hear me say this, but it's called zero based budgeting. Yes. So when we come back, you'll explain what that is and how it's really easy
0: it's not scary it is easy the mechanics are very easy it's just the word that people scares people like it. Yes. right okay yes. we'll be right back
1: welcome back we are talking with connie portless a financial coach talking to us about our big money reset for 2023 and sort of how we're supposed to do that figure out where we're spending too much, if we are, and how we can save money or get just get in better financial shape for the year. I know that's a big goal for a lot of people. Yes. So we were just talking about um, one of the first main steps is figuring out where we've spent our money in the past. Right. Um, you know, what categories are we spending it on? And so in the break, I was talking to you about subscription services, whether it's streaming services or those things that come out of your credit card, off your credit card are charged every month and maybe you signed up a long time ago and you completely forgot about it. Right, right. Um, So when you look at your credit card statements or getting your, trying to reacquaint yourselves with where all of your money is going, that's a biggie these days.
0: It's a very big deal. Uh, When you are reviewing your statements for the last three to six months, um, you wanna really pay attention. Mm -hmm. Start listing things out. You can use a spreadsheet, whatever is easiest for you, but um, things don't necessarily have the name on your statement that easily tied to what the activity is or the item is. Magazines um, subscriptions are a really big thing. I thought I had canceled Uh some magazine subscriptions and lo and behold, it popped up again. And so then you you have to dig around. It's not easy to cancel some of these things, but really evaluate, am I enjoying the subscription? Mm -hmm. Um, Because there are lots of them that are fabulous and if you enjoy them and you can afford to to pay for them, then you should do that. None of this is to say, you can't do any of it right yeah but if you have signed on to a gym membership which is the big one always Uh especially in january (laughs) but you're not going why are you paying for that service right magazines um, TV streaming mm-hmm. free five days with. Whichever oh my it gosh! Is. I can't tell you how many extra months I yes. paid for HBO Max after I finished the show I wanted exactly. to watch. Right? Exactly, exactly. There's <laughs> a show that you wanted to watch, and I yeah. I do that myself. And um, but then you get caught because usually you usually end up paying one month, right? Unless you cancel that day, like if uh-huh. you watch it, then go in and cancel it. But really, reviewing, mm-hmm. pay attention, um, make sure if you're married check with your spouse because they may be paying for something that you didn't know about, and maybe it's not something that they forgot what Mm -hmm. it was about.
1: I've heard from spouses that, one, you know, they watch TV at different times, maybe because of different work schedules, and one person had signed up for a subscription on a service, and then the other person signed up under a different (laughs) email account, so they're paying for two different
0: streaming services. So absolutely coordinate with your spouse. Absolutely coordinate with your spouse. Um, I do recommend if you are married – you really should be making um, your money decisions together. Mm-hmm. You, sh- you can each have and should have your own spending money, Right. but really, um, if you are married, um, you are sharing expenses, you should have goals, values that align with each other. Your money should also follow those same direction. Um, we should be paying for things that are important to us. And that's another question to ask yourself. Is this Does this item fit with us in our home and what we believe in Mm -hmm. and what we really want to be doing with our time?
1: Right. So those are. um, That was just a little background on on where we started with the first segment on putting it all down on paper, figuring it all out. And now we told people we're going to talk about zero-based budgeting. (laughs) So this is. I mean, you said that each strategy works different for for different of your client. I mean, it just depends on how they spend money, how much money they make, what their goal is. But zero-based budgeting generally works overall for just about anybody.
0: Yes, it does. Budget is not a bad word, but it is a bad word to a lot of people. Uh Um, Negative connotation, probably growing up, you hear budget, it's sort of like the word diet. (laughs) People immediately think that they're going to have to cut back on everything. Uh, Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't have to do that. I like to call this spending plan, Mm -hmm. but being a zero-based budget means that you start with your income Mm -hmm. and your true take-home income. Right. We know what our gross is usually, but people don't necessarily pay attention to their check stub because it's automatically direct deposited.
1: And everything that comes out before you ever even get it. All the taxes and even 401k stuff. I mean, if that's not accessible to you,
0: just don't plan on spending that. Exactly, exactly. Um, any benefits, taxes, and things. People are surprised a lot by taxes, how mm-hmm. much. And I come from a state where there was also state income tax. Yeah. So there can be some surprises. But um, look at your net income. That's really all you have to spend during a month, okay. during the month. And then you start gathering your expenses. And start with your must-haves, housing, utilities, transportation, and... Um, Food, mm-hmm. Of course, food. Right. First, put those numbers down of what you think the average think that you were spending and on average the last three to six months by after you've reviewed your statements. Uh huh. Um, most people are very surprised by how much money they spend on food. Right. Very surprised. Yeah. That includes eating out and yeah, everything. Yeah, because if we didn't eat out or we didn't go for those prepared meals, right. even at the grocery store, then you could spend way less. You could, you could. And it doesn't mean you're eating beans and rice. Most of us have a pantry full of food. Mm-hmm. They're ingredients. We don't necessarily want to cook those right. that night, so we'll <laughs> right. do something different. But if you start with your income and then, and then start listing the expenses with must-haves, mm-hmm. then start adding in the other things. Internet is a nice-to-have. It's not a must-have, even though it feels like it is. Yeah, It is it is a nice-to-have, but add in the nice-to-haves, add in minimum debt payment that you currently have, if you have any, mm-hmm. and you basically only, you can only do that until you run out of money. Yeah. So your income and your expenses have to equal zero, and that's what is meant by a zero-based budget. Got it. If you have more expenses than what your take-home income is, you've got a problem. Then you have to start looking at the whole list of expenses and figuring out where you can cut back. Food, eating out, is one of the biggest areas where we can all start. It's, right. it's variable, you know, discretionary income. Yeah, Your house payment, your utilities, you can turn down. I mean, you can really get detailed. You can start right. turning down thermostats or turning them up in the summertime if if that's necessarily. But usually it's the subscriptions, uh-huh. the memberships, the um your food you're spending way too much food and and eating Mm -hmm. out i mean
1: even ordering a pizza these days that you used to think okay every friday we order pizza right until the one child says well i also i want wings and the other kid says i want pizza and i want stuffed
0: crust but i don't and then it's 60 dollars to order pizza right and that is a huge percentage of the the overall food budget Uh food amount and when you're doing this When I say that a budget shouldn't be scary, it shouldn't be a negative connotation, you are in control of each of those categories. Mm -hmm. You get to decide how much money goes in each category. Some things you're going to be more, um, it's going to be more important to you. We're talking about coffees and things. Um, I've told people if you know that you really really want to go to that coffee place every morning, it's very important to you, it starts your day off right, then make sure you add that number into your budget. Right. Because it's better to have it in there and not spend it than to not have it listed and then spend the money and then anyway. you feel bad. Yeah. Because right. you're over budget again and then you start kicking yourself and you right. feel bad and it's just a terrible cycle to do. But when you do that, you have an idea if you are spending within your limits. Mm hmm or not, do you need to contract some of those expenses? How much debt do you have? A lot of people don't have any idea what their total debt is. Really? Yeah. They they, don't want to look at it. They don't want to look at it. They've got multiple credit cards. They have maybe car loans and Mm -hmm. car loans are very expensive. Cars are, yes. are very expensive. I mean, people driving $80,000, $70,000 pickup trucks. Yes, right. And when you write it all down, and list it all out. It's very eye-opening, mm-hmm. um, and I, you need to start getting your debt paid off. But if you don't have enough money to even meet your basic expenses, uh-huh. you can only make your minimums. Then that's that's all you can do for now until you figure out something else to do.
1: Got it, okay, so zero-based budgeting. You look, if you have direct deposit, go look at your bank statements, see how much you're making every paycheck, right. and then deduct those major living expenses that are necessities. How much do you have left at the end of every month? And if it's nothing after all of those expenses,
0: then you gotta start trimming there. Then you have to start trimming. If you have extra and you have debt, then you can start making a plan to start attacking the debt by spending, uh, not spending, but sending in more money uh-huh. and really starting to pay down the principal on the debt. Right. And it does help to start by attacking the smallest uh-huh. dollar amount of debt. And it's called the snowball method. There's an avalanche method out there as well. Mm-hmm. There's many methods for paying off debt, but the important thing is to get it paid off as fast as possible.
1: Right, especially with interest rates right now. Oh my
0: gosh, yes. They're because, scary. Yes, they're going up. Credit card interest rates are going up because housing interest has gone up. Yeah. It's just the market. It is, it is the way it is. Right. But people, a lot of people don't even look at their statements. They don't even know what their interest is. They just look at the minimum payment and pay the minimum payment and
1: you're paying far too much if that is you okay connie we're going to come right back we're going to take one more break when we come back we'll kind of get into detail about more of the things that we're talking about credit cards interest rates maybe where i should be putting my money if she doesn't give financial investment advice but we hear about high yield savings and money markets we'll talk a little bit about that when we come back Welcome back. We are talking this week about a money reset for 2023, and we're doing that with the help of Connie Portless, your financial coach. When we took a break, we were talking about um, interest rates and how much interest rates on debt you might have, revolving debt on credit cards. If you just have um, money there that you owe that's sitting there, you're probably paying a high, high interest rate.
0: Right, right. Interest check that out. Absolutely. Don't just look at the minimum payment. Look at that interest rate. Look at the amount of interest that was charged on your card, on your statement for that month. And it'd be really surprising.
1: But we say, you were saying we should also check the interest rates on how much we might be earning if we have yes. any type of savings account because yes. that should also be up a little bit.
0: Yes, savings, general savings accounts are also on the rise, which is a good thing. We are talking about compounding interest is wonderful when it's on savings accounts, not so good when it's on debt. Yeah. But um, we should all have a general savings account for emergencies. Mm-hmm. A, I like to call it first just a baby emergency fund. Um, at least $1,000. Um, some people want a little bit more because 1,000 isn't a lot, depending right. on what things are happening in your house, how many people, things like that. But. Um, we are talking about bankrate.com. It can show you a lot of different options. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interest rate that they're currently um, paying, you can have that in a bank, a credit union, an online company also is very good. Uh-huh. Make sure that it's um, reputable. and. Um, but you should have some savings account as well.
1: Yeah, um, and we started talking about this because I was saying I noticed like a money market account that I had had just to use as for savings and emergencies. Um, I noticed right when interest rates were going up on everything else, I was only paying me 081 percent interest, and I'm like that is crazy low and by looking at bank rate i was able to find other accounts that were paying 3.8 or you know nearly four percent interest and it doesn't sound like a lot but if you're stashing money away there for an emergency you might as well be earning a little bit more
0: absolutely it is it's nice to see a larger number because it has been so low for so long
1: right right so let's talk about now we um figure out where all of our money is going. We do our zero based budget and we figure out um, how much we may need to cut back or we've got, we've allocated every dollar that we make and this much is going to savings, this much is going to debt, this is as much is going to my necessities or what I want to spend it on. How do you stay on track? And do you have, I mean, you have clients that need to check in
0: with you all the time and how do most people just do it? (laughs) Well, at first I am really very important for them. I am their accountability partner. Mm -hmm. Um, they make sure that before we meet that they've, they've tracked their spending. Some people need to track every day. Mm-hmm. Um, usually once a week will suffice. If you're following, if you know how much money you've allocated to each section, once a week usually will work. It depends on what kind of a spender you are. Right. Um, you can do it with notebook and paper and pencil. Uh-huh. Like you can just write things down, save your receipts helps a lot, especially if you're using cash. There are apps out there that you can use. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends on what works for you. What you're comfortable with. Simple spreadsheets, whatever uh-huh. it is.
1: Okay, and so keeping track of that because most people might think, okay, so now I've figured it out. Now I've moved this here. There is a
0: little bit of, I mean, you have to monitor it and, and it'll get to. easier as you go along. It does get easier, it becomes a habit. Uh-huh. Uh, for a lot of people, this is a new habit, a new skill that they need to learn. They weren't taught this when they were children and um, now they need to grow up. I hate, I hate to say that, but <laughs> a lot of us are looking for other people.
1: To do it for to us. To do it
0: for them, yes. Um, when you track and you get to the total amount that you allocated in that category, you're out of money, you have to stop spending. Uh-huh. And most of the time, it, it's, it's, that's fine, it's easy to do. I like to think that when you have a budget, most people tell me they feel like they got a raise. And they feel more free uh-huh. because you are free to spend up to that limit. Right. Yes. And but you have to keep track.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, this was excellent advice. We hope that it helps you have a money reset for 2023 and you can achieve those goals, whether it's paying down debt. If you want to get in touch with Connie, we are putting a link to her website in the show notes here um, so that you can easily find her if you need a little bit more help, a little bit more guidance, you're available for that. But thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Amy, this has been really fun. Thank you, and okay, let's hold each other accountable. Good luck. At least get started, that's the first step. Get started, absolutely. All right, have a great day, everybody.